0: Passover is rapidly coming upon us and occurs this year at sundown, April 5th. I hope that each and every one of you will be keeping Passover in a home with your loved ones and fellow believers. This is a very special feast to observe, as it is all about covenant with Yeshua, our Messiah. Passover is the festival of our freedom. The freedom is from being in bondage to sin and to the world system, and the new liberty in following Yeshua and His Torah. There are three important principles of the Egyptian redemption. They are the Egyptian redemption is both historic and prophetic. The events that happen to our patriarchs are prophecies of what will happen to their descendants to the last final generation. And Finally, the Egyptian redemption teaches us about Yeshua's redemption for the nation and for us personally. The Hebrew word for Passover is Pesach. It means to hover over or pass over. The spiritual meaning is this. It represents passing over from death and sin, Egypt, to eternal life and salvation. It represents the blood of Yeshua to hover over our lives and to give us divine protection from the enemy. Passover defines and marks the first month on the biblical calendar. Even as Passover is the beginning of months, repenting of our sins, which is leaving Egypt, and putting the blood of Yeshua on our heart is the first step in our salvation in Messiah. Yeshua, the Lamb of God, is inspected by the Pharisees, The Sadducees, by Pilate, and by Herod, they are not able to find any blemish. Yeshua, the perfect, pure, and innocent Lamb of God, then dies on the tree, and takes the sin of the world upon himself. He is our Passover Lamb. As it is written in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7, Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Zav, and it means Command. Leviticus 8, 16 to 36. Moses then took all the fat that was about the entrails and the protuberance of the liver and the two kidneys and their fat, and turned them into smoke on the mitzbayah, the altar. The rest of the bull, its hide, its flesh, and its dung, he put to the fire outside the camp, as Hashem had commanded Moshe. Then he brought forward the ram of the burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the ram's head, and it was slaughtered. Moses dashed the blood against all sides of the mitzbayah. The ram was cut up into sections, and Moses turned the head, the sections, and the sway into smoke on the mitzvah. Moses washed the entrails and the legs with water and turned all of the ram into smoke. That was a burnt offering for a pleasing odor, an offering by fire to Hashem, as Hashem had commanded Moses. He brought forward the second ram, the ram of ordination. Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the ram's head, and it was slaughtered. Moses took some of its blood and put it on the ridge of Aaron's right ear, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Moses then brought forward the sons of Aaron and put some of the blood on the ridges of their right ears, and on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. And the rest of the blood Moses dashed against every side of the altar. He took the fat, the broad tail, all the fat about the entrails, the protuberance of the liver, and the two kidneys and their fat, and the right thigh. From the basket of unleavened bread that was before HaShem, he took one cake of unleavened bread, one cake of oil bread, and one wafer, and placed them on the fat parts and on the right thigh. He placed all these on the palms of Aaron and on the palms of his sons, and elevated them as an elevation offering before HaShem. Then, Moshe took them from their hands and turned them into smoke on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering for a pleasing odor. It was an offering by fire to Hashem. Moshe took the breast and elevated it as an elevation offering before Hashem. It was Moshe's portion of the ram of ordination as Hashem had commanded Moshe. And Moshe took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the mitzvah and sprinkled it upon Aaron and upon his vestments, and also upon his sons and upon their vestments. Thus he consecrated Aaron and his vestments, and also his sons and their vestments. Moshe said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the flesh at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket of ordination, as I commanded. Aaron and his sons shall eat it, and what is left over of the flesh and the bread you shall consume in fire. You shall not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting for seven days, until the day that your period of ordination is completed. For your ordination will require seven days. Everything done today, Hashem has commanded to be done, seven days to make expiation for you. You shall remain at the entrance of the tent of meeting, day and night, for seven days, keeping Hashem's charge, that you may not die, for so I have been commanded. And Aaron and his sons did all the things that Hashem had commanded through Moses. Luke 9 28 50. And it came to pass, about eight days after these sayings, he, Yeshua, took Peter and John and James and went up to a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory, and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said to Yeshua, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he thus spoke, there came a cloud, and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And when the voice was passed, Yeshua was found alone. And they kept it close, and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, many people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech you, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit takes him, and he suddenly cries out, and it tears him, that he foams again and bruises him, hardly departs from him. And I besought your disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Yeshua answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring your son hither. And as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tore him. And Yeshua rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered every one at all things which Yeshua did, he said to his disciples, Let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. But they understood not this saying, and it was hidden from them, that they perceived it not. And they feared to ask him of that saying. Then there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be the greatest. And Yeshua, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him. And he said to them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name receives me, and whosoever shall receive me receives him that sent me. For he that is least among you all, the same shall be great." And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in your name, and we forbade him, because he follows not with us. And Yeshua said to him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. Psalm 73, 1-28 to Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me... My feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasses them about as a chain, violence covers them as a garment." Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How does God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, These are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of your children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then understood I their end. Surely you did set them in slippery places. You cast them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation, as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors? As a dream when one awakes, so, O Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image." Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant. I was as a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have holded me by my right hand. You shall guide me with your counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire Besides you, my flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart, and my portion for ever. For lo, they that are far from you shall perish; you have destroyed all them that go a whoring from you. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all your works. Proverbs twelve. 10. A righteous man regards the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Psalm 73, sung by the sons of Korah. Your counsel, but after you will take me into glory. God is the strength of my heart And my portion Yeah, yeah. O The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.